in the prison. It's an odd uh, the prisoner podcast. Do a chromatic scale to warm up. Oh, oh, oh. that's more of an ohm there, I think. <laughs> Welcome to Imprisoned in Prison uh, on the Prisoner Podcast. I think you got um in there this week. That's kind of cool. Um, on, uh, it's uh, on, <laughs> um, on, or was it an uh? Weren't, uh, weren't, weren't you the one complaining where I recommended a podcast and you're like, well, they were just making noises. Yes, they were. Because <laughs> we were just doing that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, okay. But we're um, going to stop because this is In Prison In Prison uh, on the Prisoner Prison Cast. I'm your host, Mark Malik, and this is your other host. I'm Matt Comages, the other That's host. Right. It's That's your right. funeral. Listen to all these noises that are words. It's your funeral. It's your funeral. Your funeral. You're a towel. <laughs> Welcome to It's Your that, Funeral. Mm, that well wouldn't it be like Welcome to Your Funeral in that case? Welcome to Your Funeral, which it's mm, it is. Okay. So um you you were gonna make this one trivial then. You said you had lots of trivia and lots of summary. Well, this episode I'm gonna take a which nap. This is then. our ninth episode. Tenth. Is that correct? Tenth episode. It was eleventh in production order. Um, was written by Michael Cremoy. He was an American writer, born in 1915, who had a relatively short career, most of which consisted of 26 episodes of Dragnet. The Prisoner was actually one of his last writing credits. Our director is Robert. Did Asher. he die in 1968? Actually, he died in like 2000. He oh, just, I guess uh, he just stopped working. Okay. He died. I remember this. He died on December 11th, 2001. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, our director is Robert Asher, a British director who worked mostly as a second unit or assistant director. He worked on such films as She Shall Have Murder and Operation Disaster. According to some of the actors, McGowan got into several shouting matches with Asher and nearly strangled him during a fight scene. <laughs> Neither our writer, neither our writer nor director returned to work on any prisoner episodes after this one. Uh, some people say that this was the episode that broke Patrick McGowan. You, sure. you notice that he does yell a lot. Yeah. Um, anyway, Darren Nesbitt is our new number two, a British actor who is often cast as an untrustworthy individual. He also appeared in Softly, Softly, and Those Daring Young Men in Their Jaunty Jalopies. That's another one that should just be combined into one movie. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe it's a good double feature. Uh, Nesbitt claims that he was given no information about what this prisoner was about, which explains his confused manner. Annette Andre plays number 50, a.k.a. The Watchmaker's daughter. She began her career as a dancer and then moved on to radio, theater, and television work in Australia, then Italy, then England. She also appeared in The Rough with the Smooth and Prisoner. No relation. Wanda Ventham plays... The Rough plays and the Smooth Prisoner. <laughs> the Rough and the Smooth Prisoner. Yes, that's the, the sequel to this. 
No, Prisoner is a series about a women's prison. I don't think it's anything like this at all. Uh, Wanda Ventham plays the computer attendant. She later appeared in Run for Your Wife and Absolutely Fabulous, the movie. Uh, Nesbitt, Andre, and Ventham are still with us, giving this episode a much higher survival rate than usual. Martin Miller played the watchmaker. He was born in Austria-Hungary, which is now known as the Czech Republic, and he previously appeared as You Know What Sailors Are. And what? You Know. Mm, okay. And also Mine Own Executioner. Miller passed away in 1969 as one of the unlucky stars to not survive long after The Prisoner aired. Mark Eden plays number 100, a.k.a. the man in the pink jacket. He was a British actor who also appeared in I'll Never Forget What's-His-Name and Arthur? Arthur! So that's his name. Yep. His name is Arthur. Okay, sorry. Finally. It's just, it's just magical how these <laughs> titles all work together. Uh, what can I say? I have a gift for running together things that shouldn't be together. Or should they? Uh, finally, Andre von Geigeskem is sure. our retiring number two, the British actor and di director born 1906. He would survive his tenure to appear in The Root of All Evil and Spy. Does The Root of All Evil end with a question mark? Yes. Okay. And Spy ends with an exclamation point. Right. <laughs> I just I just found a lot of uh Yeah. Anyway, that's the trivia. Um so pretty crazy, thought, pretty crazy here, right? Pretty crazy I, episode. That's part of the trivia. Okay. I th I thought you were just gonna start telling us about the episode. Well, I mean I might say that I'm gonna do that before I do that. Okay. So do it. Say Okay. It. Now I'm going to tell you about the episode with words. Number six is sleeping when a number one. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Number six is sleeping when a young woman, number 50, walks into his house and wakes him, trying to warn him that an assassination is being planned. He dismisses her warning as yet another plot. Later, number two and his staff are observing number six and take the opportunity during his kosho practice to replace his watch with a broken watch which sends him to the watchmaker to get it repaired. While he's at the watchmaker's, he notices a detonator that's remote-controlled and then sees number 50 again, who tells him that she is the watchmaker's daughter and her father is the one conducting the planned assassination. Number 6 decides that the assassination will result in the whole village being punished, so he decides to warn number 2 of the plot. Number 2 tells number 6 that the watchmaker is a jammer who's spreading false assassination rumors, so Control is not worried about it. He tells number six to find out the method of assassination and number six tells him to figure it out himself. Later, number six and number 50 search the watchmaker's shop and find out his plan is to use a replica of the great seal of office full of explosives to kill number two during the appreciation day ceremony. Number six returns to number two to warn him, but then finds a different number two there who apparently is the primary number two who's had substitutes in the interim. He shows number six a doctored video of him warning several previous number twos, but number six tells him that it's a fake video and the new number two is plotting to assassinate the old number two. On appreciation day, the watchmaker hides in a tower with a detonator. Number six and 50 run to stop him and get the de detonator from him. They get the detonator from him, 
but then number 100 tries to stop him, but number six takes him out. The seal full of explosives is transferred to the visibly nervous new number two. Number six hands the old number two the detonator, telling him it's his ticket out of the village, and he takes the detonator with him on his helicopter ride out. He then congratulates the new number two and assures him that he'll have something suitable arranged for his own retirement. <sighs> kind of turned into mush there. The mm. end. That's what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy turned to mush. <laughs> I could barely even I could barely even make sense of this episode enough to write that. <laughs> this I, is a I, rough one. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't write a summary, of course. I, I, I rolled through this one. I just sat down here, just like hardcore the whole episode. It was fun. It's a stylish episode. It's the most Austin Powersy of the episode so far. Well, interestingly, a lot of this was filmed on uh on like studio lots instead of at the actual village. And so it's uh, like it, it has that you notice it has like much slicker kind of look than a lot yeah, of the rest maybe of that's, it. Maybe that's what I'm getting at, you know? Because there's a lot more like design. I mean, there's always like real specific design elements in the prisoner, but I felt there was like more of that because he had like all those primary colored telephones. Those are hip. Yeah, this is definitely uh, like the uh, the closest that I feel like we've gotten to something that feels like a movie. But it's no, also hundred is, is is has the coolest suit. So true. I mean, it's it's this weird combination of like you know that a lot of this is being propelled forward because they've really gotten down this whole process we're at number the production number 11 um it's uh two before last week's episode which was the uh, it's almost like last week's the uh many was it many happy returns last week yeah did he look that disheveled because he had been trying to strangle the director in a fight scene <laughs> well it's almost <laughs> like that one was the come down <laughs> and this was the uh this was sort of the um the manic peak of the whole thing i really feel like that and from what i understand uh production number 12 is like one of the most aggressive ones we have we won't get we haven't gotten to that yet but, uh, uh, I, which one is production number 12 uh i think like, that is hammer into week? anvil Oh, okay. Uh, that sounds right because then we're, it, it's followed by the four ones they did later so yeah hammer the, the, i think you're right I could uh, open this book of trivia. That I'm going I to look and be sure before I say false informations. Hey, I'm a. Re oh, okay. They, they, there's like. It's oh, wrong. No, no, no. It's not wrong. I'm just saying that this uh, book. I was like, oh man, I have this book, and I've been, and you're doing the trivia, but they don't really give much trivia here. The mm. only, the only. Okay, here's the trivia from the book that comes with my DVDs. Two mm. primary male aides number to appear in the story number 100 number 22 that's boring episode notes most convoluted of prisoner plots <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's in, the, that's in the, the booklet here um i think we can confirm that yes off-season locations okay only story with an outgoing number two appreciation to blah 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 yeah th this trivia is not interesting except for that um most convoluted of prisoner plot statement but that's not really trivia that's one <laughs> of the opinion i mean well, no, I, fact, I agree i agree yeah. there are four number twos in this <laughs> there's no there isn't even time for an escape attempt and a 22 there's a new martial art yeah oh i like that because it made me think it of was great of tron a little it bit it was great it was obviously not patrick mcguin for almost any of it but it, it was, was like a, it was, it was like an analog discs of tron yeah when i saw patrick mcguin's face i was like oh wait he's actually supposed to be one of the combatants here <laughs> But, but you know it's um 
it's it's really the plot of this isn't just convoluted but it doesn't really the entire thing not only doesn't make sense but it requires it requires number six to care whether or not number two gets assassinated which still doesn't even really make sense to me <laughs> yeah because i feel like our, our our number six of oh just be like whatever just do what you're gonna do and get on with it you know like is he just the only secret agent who never killed anybody before like it's just so it's such a weird hill to die on <laughs> to, to to avoid death on i mm. maybe his um i don't know maybe he's just bored I, I wrote somewhere in my notes here, I guess Six's plan is just bizarre line readings. That that might have been Patrick McGoon <laughs> cracking, but uh, I did notice not bad line readings, just weird line readings. In this. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of more like, I won't go for it. Ah. Probably because yeah, he uh, strangled the director right after, yeah. He was, yeah, <laughs> good going, just losing his mind from working too hard on this show. <laughs> it's just pretty... Um, I mean, I mean that, it, the fun, the fun thing, the whatever, if you're going to call it a theory, the fun way to look at this is they have slowly whittled him down to the point where he actually cares whether number two gets killed or not. I think like, that's, that's the fun version. I think that's kind of how I read it. Like, um, like, you know, they, I read they it are... like, I read it like he's our hero and our hero wouldn't just stand by while someone gets murdered. Yeah, I wrote um, number six is just spouting the company line now. Whatever it is, I'm against it. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I, um... So six gets the plan, but then convolutions make him not get the plan. The, the plan in this one is definitely like, yeah, I don't, nobody see, nobody understands the plan, in, including the people instigating it. It really, that thing about number the guy who played number two not knowing what the show is about really makes a lot of sense because i watched those like what is this guy in the monkeys like what is going on he was so confused and weirdly like mumbly and soft mumblecore i thought he had <laughs> some fred armison energy so maybe it's kind of like an awkward oh, portlandia skit sort of vibe <laughs> uh well i kind of liked him and i hate fred armison so um, i felt I, different i it felt like remember what was it lsd from the the producers that guy but that guy's awesome yeah you guy played hitler yeah you kind of reminded me of that guy. i never i never watched any of the modern iterations of the producers because i heard they didn't put lsd in <laughs> yeah you gotta put lsd in man yeah i know what are they doing that's what i'm saying um were you there when were you at that yola tango show where they covered like that song that that he did during his audition in the producers I was I was at their dial a song thing and but I don't remember if they played oh, that or man. not. <laughs> I think you went to the one show I missed of theirs, but yeah, they yeah, they did it and then uh Ira Kaplan like crowd surfed in the middle of it. It was amazing. I actually I saw them four times. That's the band I saw the most, but I don't I think I'd remember them playing the LSD song, the Love Power song. So the last time I saw them uh people were talking over them most of the time and I was enraged, but they were not phased by it at all and seemed to be very happy to be there so i was like man i would be so mad if people because you know if you saw them at like variety playhouse it was probably everyone was respectful and quiet yeah i saw them at variety playhouse and, and uh the uh, record store uh doing an acoustic set so uh, i think i think you were there <laughs> maybe yeah i don't 
I've seen them. I don't know how many times I've seen them. Um, I think the band I've seen the most though is Man or Astro Man. Well, they're a local group, yeah. Um, True. I I do think I spend at least some of my free time the same way as Number Six, where they're just watching him walk around the village aimlessly and then climbing the bell tower. I was like, that seems like something I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's kind. Of, it was kind of fun. They were just like, let's uh, let's dissect his routine, trying to predict what he's doing so that we can. Uh, make sure that he doesn't buy wait to that that our computer is predicting whether or not he buys candy even talking about this plot makes my head like explode isn't that what google's <laughs> supposed to do now like targeted advertising like in 1967 you needed a lady to do it like she is google right but they're now... actually doing a better job google keeps trying to sell me things that have nothing to do with me or that i clicked on once but sometimes you get something why am i getting an ad for this and two days later like oh that's why <laughs> that so, hasn't happened to me okay, uh, for that, most part targeted ads have been very like um they're they're either like something i have no interest in or it's something where it's like laughably unaffordable or it's a kickstarter which i'm just not gonna fall for ever again no i remember like maybe two years ago getting a targeted ad for something about back pain like huh and then two days later i had a backache but that could have also been like maybe like a um you know i guess seated in my mind coincidence yeah yes i think it's a coincidence maybe it saw you hunching over and then i saw this ad a few like a month ago where it was like all these screwed up nails i was like oh oh," but now my pinky nail screwed up so who knows oh no i mean not massively but it's just like that that always i I'm insanely resentful for whenever I see like a toenail fungus ad. It makes me enraged that yeah, I was trying to read fills me with rage that they'll put that every, on the internet. Between every two par- paragraphs of this article I'm reading, they'd have like another one of those. So yeah, uh, yeah, I just uh, it, it was annoying. But yeah, I, I just that really stuck out to me in this episode that they're kind of doing that, but without the idea of algorithm, digital algorithms. It's just this lady in this computer, you know. Like I said, well, this is. Actually, one of the earliest known uses of the word jammer or jamming. Oh, okay. That yeah, I just like jamming. Sure. So, um, like I think Negative Land takes credit for it, but they weren't around for quite a while after this. Yeah. Okay. I think they take credit for the term culture jamming, but it's still pretty close. Like the right. usage of it. Right. Right. Um. Oh, what, after he goes on his walk and they and buys his bag of sweets. Um. Which I don't know. People could probably predict a lot of what I'm doing, especially if they have a, a spy computer with them. But uh, that yeah. that this the Tron trampoline game thing, you called it a martial art, like a new martial art. It was invented for the. It'll show up again. It shows up twice. Okay, that just explains the Cook soundtrack because they were playing that like yeah, <laughs> it was like Eastern dun, dun, like what's, dun, dun, what is this? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's just. Like, it, I don't know if it's racist, but it's it's in the that's, ballpark. That's what I wrote in my notes. Oh, let me see what it's, I specifically did. Uh, oh, I put, is this music racist? I guess not, because this trampoline game doesn't make any sense. Do you want <laughs> to play it, the trampoline game? My notes just say Asian music is playing to let you know it is a martial art. Okay. And I did, under that, I said stunt doubles are doing great. <laughs> see i i didn't register that that was supposed to be a martial art i just thought it was like a thing that's why like the, the music <laughs> the music did not lead me to that um to that i mean they were 
they were kind of they were obviously sparring in some way right did you think they were like cooperating or just what did you think they were doing it for for fun it's like like when they play parisi squares on star trek or that thing Riker does with his dad like maybe that is parisi squares run along home yeah yeah all of a rain all rain okay I, I know we just made several people angry, by the way. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, Run along home, listeners. <laughs> and then they get, there's like some ask a guitar in the clock shop. That was weird. Some more music there was like, what is this here for? Because in the back of the clock, clock shop, there's like, I was about to say cock shop. Okay. In the back of the clock shop, there's like a like acid guitar. It's like, what? Yeah. And also, um, so are this... all are all watchmakers German? Is that required? Yes, he's Swiss. He's Swiss. Oh yeah, Swiss. Okay, he's neutral. Close, except if okay. ex- except for his assassination. He's, he's the least he's... neutral person. <laughs> I guess he's German then. <laughs> uh, I. What do you think would have happened if he'd Austrian? gotten away with blowing up the the old number two? Like, I feel like nothing would have happened. Yeah, that was another weird number six thing. He's like. They're going to punish the village if number two, everyone in the village if number two gets assassinated. I was like, well, they're kind of already doing that anyway. They pull you out of your bed in the middle of the night and give you like psychotropic drugs, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's such a weird, I, it's just one of those, I guess you need, what's the version of a MacGuffin when it's like McDonald's? It's, you, you need a McDonald's. <laughs> They need a McDonald's in the village, yes. You need McDonald's. The menu you need McDonald's be, to punish you. And the McDonald's would be in the village font. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we can talk McDonald's into just making a special McDonald's to like a pop like, up commemorate the sixtieth anniversary of seventieth anniversary of the prisoner. Have you have you heard about the sixtieth? Uh have you heard about the right, that's um, already happened. The, the the fake commercial McDonald's? Oh wait, no, it hasn't. No. Yeah, it's actually it's a little village. Like it's like in California. It's like they're across the street from each other. Like one has a play place and one doesn't. But they don't have food. They're in the middle of like a big industrial section of town and they're just there for commercial filming. <laughs> I know there's a <laughs> hotel like that that's in like the in Texas somewhere. You know what I'm talking about? I don't, but just, just to do filming. Yeah, it's like a it's not a full size hotel and it's just for I can't remember what it's there for. Well, the, the, it's the, like uh, the confusing thing about or these, something. I believe they are full size McDonald's because well, McDonald's aren't that big, so you know you don't really need to cut cost on that. But uh, yeah, they're they're non functioning McDonald's across. There's two of them across the street from each other or something. It's it's really crazy. Yeah, I never. I want to go to the uh, what Area Fifty One McDonald's. Oh, that sounds fun. What about like a McDonald's on an aircraft carrier? That'd be interesting. Do they have a McDonald's on an aircraft? That, right? I'm sure they do somewhere. I mean, they show up in weird places, right? Mm. Um, hey, one thing I was... I, we've been talking now for uh, almost 30 minutes about the prisoner here, and I'm like, one thing I, I can't... I haven't worked out, and we don't always talk about it, Did you like this episode? <laughs> yes, I okay. did like it. I, I, It's I, really one of my favorite episodes, even though it's just complete nonsense. Okay, I, I, I do like this kind of thing. That's where I landed too, because we were like, "This doesn't make sense. This is so convoluted. Why is this music here?" <laughs> I'm like, "But I, I like it. <laughs> I like do really like it. It's, it's, um, 
I think this yeah. should be the first episode of The Prisoner you show someone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, people I, like us would be like, oh, uh, yeah. You know? I, I feel like if you try really hard to sell somebody on The Prisoner and they won't just watch it from the beginning, this is the one you show them. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because, ah! I mean, it makes you, really? This is just one week? I mean, it's like a Simpsons episode where you're like, what, that, that, and that are all in the same episode? <laughs> Yeah, imagine not knowing about like whatever the number two is being replaced, and you get handed this whole thing where it's like a number two is replaced with an old number two, and then he shows you two other number twos. It, it, I do. You, is this the first number two? I kind of feel like maybe he was there, like he was there before number six even got there. I think that's the intimation. I think that's the like, idea, right? We haven't. We haven't. I mean, we haven't seen them before. Uh, we have a returning number two in the final episode, but it's not this guy. Nope. <laughs> he was so. the one from, I think, three or four. I, I, you, you know why I didn't say which one he is from? <laughs> you know why I didn't bring that up? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm, it's, you can listen to my notes from some my trivia from some other episode, and I knew it at some point. Anyway, that, that information has been replaced with Kosho. Stylish yellow phone bombs that are metals <laughs> and i absolutely and and one of my favorite things in the whole episode is just the end of that ceremony where he just pulls down the, the little curtain and it just is a plaque that says achievement <laughs> i'll have to ask luke if like english mayors are given large like disco medallions when they take office <laughs> i'm like is that a thing <laughs> It's like every so it's like if every number two leaving gets the ceremony, have they done this like at least what ten times now? <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This must be like a weekly event at the village. Yeah. But it's, this is the first time there's been assassination. It was all fun and games up to now. But now we have the psychotic neutral clockmaker uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> i love that like number 50 sees the sees the thing and is immediately like oh i recognize that it's the off what is it the oh, no, it's the, <laughs> I, I the, the seal of the, just a, just talk over me until i see it the, the village seal <laughs> it's called the office of the seal of the <laughs> The seal of office of the of the office of the uh now I'm just making sounds. I'm turning and I've turned into what I hate. It's too okay. late. Yeah. Well, uh I they do say the model motto of the show right in the middle. I wrote down the quote where we gain from confusion. <laughs> yeah, isn't it really extremely weird how the the old number two is just like, Well, I'm going to die. <laughs> like that's that is really weird. <laughs> like you don't understand we don't ever we don't fail so basically imagine working for somebody where it's like you are so confident in the ability of your employer that if you find out you're supposed to die then you just accept your death yeah i don't know my my um my note is the last number two was quite crap may as well recast him in the middle of the episode but he didn't know it, what he was doing he actually didn't know what he was doing so that's amazing okay Again, it's the I great don't... seal of office that's what it's called. Oh, that almost makes sense. I wrote she great sees seal it and it's two. just great seal of office. It's the great seal of office, of course. Yeah, that makes like, sense. Imagine seeing something and knowing what it's called. 
<laughs> Imagine seeing the Great Seal. Like, I don't know. I don't even know what a Super Bowl ring looks like. Oh, but you know, a few weeks ago, number six could not enter the village office. It had like the like electric shock seal or something, right? Yep. Where in this one, he just barges directly into number two's office, like all well, willy nilly. Maybe it's because it's part of the plan this time, so they. I guess make it is. Him. Yeah, there's there's always politics within the politics. <laughs> it's it is convenient that you could explain away literally anything in this show. Be like, oh, they programmed him to do that. They programmed yeah. him to to go in to be able to go in or not to be able to go in. Well, yeah, they got it down to a bag of candy, don't they? So, okay, let's work yeah. out the plan. This plan is being instigated by the whose plan is just the clockmaker he's is he is he a, it's the new number two's plan i think to kill the old number two because reasons but he's isn't, like, it, isn't that he, it isn't the new number two like specifically manipulating the clockmaker to kill because you know number 100 wants the clockmaker to do the do the thing right so so but then the plan is beyond that to mess with number six but they, they they've quit asking him why he resigned like in the that, that's like gone out the window in the past few episodes <laughs> well the last episode was entirely him escaping getting out and this one is nothing about him escaping so he, hel- he helps the other guy escape basically right because number two is stuck there too i guess he, he could just have taken the detonator and be like take me out of here or i'll blow him up why not? Because well, he's a company. But that would man make now, any sense, he? right? He's a he's a company man now. He's yeah, trying to help out, sense. prevent prevent assassinations. That's that thing at this point is like I know, like he knows it's a scheme from the beginning, but he like still goes like like that's why I'm like maybe he's just bored. <laughs> I don't know if he knows it's a scheme. I think he was convinced that it wasn't because he was actually bothering to go and tell number two, hey, someone's gonna kill you. That that was weird. Again, why bother with that? I, I'm going to say boredom or yeah. Like you said, he's uh, actually been worn down a bit. Yeah. Both, they've just confused him. The plot is so convoluted that they convoluted him into doing, doing <laughs> things that go against his own interest. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, but it's not like he's acting out of character. It's just, he's acting bizarrely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is, um, th- this has been a thing with this show though. It's like occasionally, you really see him kind of just settling into life in the village as just like a guy who lives in the village. Well, yeah, if you're there long enough, that's going to happen, right? Yeah, it's pretty weird. Like, I I wonder if he'll even want to leave at the end. Mm. <laughs> mm. But, um, yeah, yeah, so that's... I, I. But it is, like, you have to observe that progression, right? They, they don't really say anything about it, you know? Because a lot of shows would be like, hey, you're acting funny these days. Or, gee, you wouldn't have done that in the past, you know? But he doesn't have any friends. That probably helps. So there's no one to observe that. I mean, he's friends with the guy who told him about jammers, I guess. Yeah, but... uh, The guy who he beat at chess. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he does go play with a few people, I guess. So They seem more like acquaintances, though, right? Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, other prisoners. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure if you're you're in prison somewhere, you're gonna make some friends, right? So yeah, see, we just talked about what was this, the plot or the scheme. I mean, what was the scheme for five minutes? And I, I don't think we've really ironed anything out. 
No, there wasn't even a funeral in this episode. <laughs> well, the, uh, could it assa- it's your funeral because there's an assassination. Yeah, I know. It's it's your funeral because this <laughs> he is didn't Patrick say Magoon's it would be psyche your shatters in real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an elegy for his psyche. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I won't do it. Yeah, he's just screaming it like that. He won't do the plot of the show that he that he wants to do. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? That makes sense to me. Okay. <laughs> you know, there was almost no scream. There was almost no talking last last week, and now there's just like a lot of punctuated screaming and, and weird and line reads. Yeah. Hey, do you think yeah. you could do the flip off a trampoline? Nope. Okay. I think I, it looked that he made it look so easy. I mean, the stunt guy. I mean, I would be a little afraid to even practice it now, but maybe I could. I don't know. I wouldn't try I wouldn't. now, but I used to be able to do front flips on a slight incline. Like if the ground was completely flat, I don't think I would have tried. But I, if there was a slight incline, I could do front flips. I'm extremely afraid of brain damage. It's like my greatest fear. So I've always been afraid to be upside down. Yeah, I wouldn't like have. I, the, I, would, I wouldn't have the guts to try it now for sure. But yeah, I just remember doing that in university a lot because it would entertain people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I if I'd practiced started practicing as a kid, I probably would feel differently. But I have not 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 spent a lot of time upside down except on roller coasters. Well, you only spend a moment or two upside down on a roller coaster. Yeah, but I mean, I would ride one like five times in a row if I could. You don't. If sleep, I can't. You don't sleep like Batman. No, mm. not yet. Michael Keaton's Batman, of course. Was it was Keaton Batman that did that, right? Did he sleep? I don't remember that. Maybe it was Christian yeah, maybe. Bale. I don't remember. There's so many. It sounds Batman. like some. That sounds like some Tim Burton would do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He sleep upside down. <laughs> you maniac. Are we gonna get all the Batman in one place? That needs to happen. Uh, I'll give Val Kilmer. A I pass don't at this point. care. He should have been Top Gun Maverick. Like, I mean, they've really messed up. I mean, he should have, but he shouldn't have. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm they've, saying? They've really messed up. They put too much. I don't know. They burned out superheroes like so badly. Like everything that James Gunn said he's going to do sounds great. Like he's going to do a bunch of monster stuff and do yeah. a swamp thing. I just, I just want a movie like you know, like where all the Batman show up at the same time somewhere. You know. I mean, don't they do? They kind of do that in on their CW TV shows a lot, don't they? Don't they like have like multiple actors? I think they've had like all the Supermans that are alive. But, but I think he played Supers someone else. Men? Yeah, because they had the Supers guy that men. was in Superman Returns show up. But I think he played a different role. Well, he did, but he also played a he played that Superman again. Okay. Anyway, you can. Uh, I gave up in the middle of the third season of The Flash. It never looked back. Yeah, that was a good time to give up because I gave up at the end of the third season. I honestly hated myself for watching most of the third season. Once, um, was it his girlfriend disappears or comes back or something? And then I, and then they took a break for a few weeks. It was like the holiday because it's network TV. And once they started yeah. airing again, I just I forgot that that show existed because I didn't care anymore. I guess, but I liked it up to that point. You're better off. Like from what I've heard, it only got worse after season three, and like. The thing is, the first season of that show is so good, but I also read somewhere that apparently CW's thing is to put all these like veteran writers and showrunners on the first season of their shows, mm. and they move them to whatever the new thing is afterwards. Ah, okay. So if you think about it, like Supergirl season two was really good. 
Um, I guess Legends of Tomorrow is sort of the exception where it was still good, but I also forgot to watch that too after a while. Yeah, I think I saw like one episode of that and was like, I don't care about any of these people. <laughs> they took the Doctor Who guy off of it, and I was like, well, okay. Mm. Uh, kind of, that guy was kind of the best thing about the show, kind of. But mm. not like The Prisoner where you change the entire cast except for the butler and number six every week. Yeah. Yeah. You get the butler and the supervisor in this episode. It was such a jam packed. Yeah. Full star power. I, I, I wonder if this turned out. Well, it could see there's the Jim Cassiavel thing where they had on person of interest where they had to quit writing fight scenes for his character. Cause he was kicking the crap out of the other actors. <laughs> Wait, so, what was, what did, what did he play? Um, person of interest on the TV uh, show. I've never seen it. It's it's not, it's a pretty good show, but uh, I heard that I, I think Luke told me actually, but uh, yeah, like he was like during fight scenes getting too rough with the other actors, so they had to quit writing fight scenes for him. And uh, I'm, I'm like, I wonder if that's what's going on with Patrick McGowan then. Jesus, <laughs> but, it's, but it's his show. Literally. It's his yeah, it's his <laughs> show. So they he, they can't he he's in charge of the scripts, right? So he'll have a fight scene if he wants it, and then strangle the director. Oh man. So, uh, hmm. Sorry, I, I don't, I don't, I, are you looking up the person of interest, interesting information? I think I kind of messed up, uh, describing this episode that the production number is actually number eight and not 11. Oh, okay. I don't know how oh. I messed that up. I was so, I guess I was just cramming all this information so hard. Um, again, so can I, you edit this episode and then take every time I say number like the number 11 just replace it with eight hell no okay <laughs> anyway production as we, as number said, eight there's an <laughs> argument that except for the first one and the last one there's an argument for every episode being a different number in the running <laughs> well that means that a b and c and the general were produced after this okay they're well not as, as nuts as this one though nope <laughs> Again, uh, no. Nope. I, I think this at least shows up as number eleven a lot uh, in the episode orders and towards the end also. Okay, at least until we get to those last four episodes, I, I do feel like the one the the order we're going is an intensity ramping up, which I like because this is definitely the most you know highest dose of insanity so far, and it doesn't even have the MK altering really. It's a it's a lot of little Manchurian candidate editing, I guess, but but nobody it's a perfect... gets brainwashed. This is perfect to go after many happy returns. Mm. Like this is exactly what you want. It's like after the the quiet just hit the ground, being <laughs> crazy. Maybe that's it. Uh, like in the order we're watching, you know, he's kind of resigned that he's back in the last one. So now he's like, "Well, I'm here. I guess I'll get involved." <laughs> and Warn so, people that they're going to get killed. <laughs> so I hope if you're listening to this that you've like already tweeted at me that this is that I was wrong and then you can feel stupid that I figured out that I'm stupid before you did mm, but the, it depends on if they tweeted you already except look at you think they would twitter. just stop in the middle look at your twitter <laughs> do you have anything this isn't live is it oh god what well, have we done well if the, I'm just saying like if they're really pissed about it they can tweet you now as we're recording well, this the funny thing is I don't even know how to use twitter okay cool are we on Twitter? Yeah, we're at the Prisoner Pod on Twitter. I guess that Wait. could be a pl is that a plug? Are we are we finished? 
This is a confusing episode too. I don't know. It's your funeral. It was, it was just such a know. wonderful segue, you know. <laughs> we don't have to be finished, but we don't. That's my point. Like, let's think you, about it. This, okay, let's think about it some more. <laughs> what are we doing? Let's think about if we're finished or not. <laughs> oh, are you checking your Twitter there? Okay, I'm just making sure I'm giving the right ad- address. It's the Prisoner Pod. Oh, okay, that's good. I, actually, though, I think I did pretty much uh, mention all of my entertaining notes and observations that i at least wrote ahead of time so well the yeah number two is oh i i was getting some serious palpatine vibes from old number two that's about all i have left oh 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 yes i uh, after the bell tower i forgot that he he gets to water ski and have cough cafe coffee before 9 a.m so i'm like okay is is the village really that bad i I guess guess you have to wake up at 6 a.m so that kind of sucks I like that they cut to like showing him doing crazy, like swinging around a, a pole, like exercise. Like this is one of the only episodes where you really see number six doing like a bunch of superhuman athletic stuff, which you have to assume that he can do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do break with him there. I don't want to go to his jungle, his jungle gym, pretty much literal uh, jungle gym. <laughs> I guess well, it's like, it's go. important to remember how incredibly powerful he is. Right, right. If he punches you, it's it's probably going to break your nose at least. And the most powerful thing of all is that he wants not anyone to be killed. Mm. He should want everyone to die. He, he wants everyone to live. That's what makes him powerful. <laughs> right. He does not want someone to be assassinated. The power of life, yes. That makes him powerful. So we could say it's a life-affirming episode then. It is the definition of a life-affirming episode. <laughs> I mean, again, contrasting it with last week's uh, Many Happy Returns, crushingly depressing episode if you get down to it. Imagine you'd go through all that and then somebody just owns your car and your house now. Oh, I was thinking of when he just gets plopped out of the plane. All, all That's the just the night. end of it. I mean, all yeah. of it is sad. It's like... <laughs> I mean, aside from the only thing that's not sad about it is that he gets out, but like everything he experiences is sad. He gets a sandwich. I mean, he does get a nice, like, kind of glow up from the lady who turns out to be number two, who now owns his car and his house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, but, I guess we and I guess a sandwich. We are, yeah, I guess we are finished with this. So I maybe you already said the Twitter correctly, and someone would have to go back five minutes to hear it again if if they need can, it again. I can correct myself all day long. Hey, this was number eight in production order. We can find us on Twitter at the Prisoner Pod or at Facebook at the Prisoner Pod. It's imprisoned in prison. Uh, the Prisoner Prison Cast. If you'd like you to right support. I, I can do this, okay? I <laughs> except for the except for the production order number. Um, if you'd like to support this and other fine podcasts, you can find us at patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius. Throw us a few bucks a month to pay our hosting bills. We really appreciate it. You can also find Matt and Luke's sci-fi sanctuary for your sci-fi movie needs, or Luke loves Pokemon for your Pokemon needs occult disney is that what it's called now yeah occult disney for your occult disney needs (laughs) 
<laughs> I think I've done this joke before, actually. Just calling you have. everything needs. You have. You have. But well, people need what they need. You can't always uh, get you one, but if you try some time, you just might get, find you'll get something else. Something called your funeral. Anyway, wait. Game game show, a game show about games. Monster Mash, a monster show about Monster Hunter. I think you're finished. Twi uh, time Enough podcast for the Twilight Zone. Oh, we didn't say that yet? Okay, that's cool. Now, now you are just saying words, though, more or less. I don't. More and less are both words. Yes, you're correct. Yes, yes. I know. I, I think I know what words are. This is the part where I've messed up enough things that I'm just going to try to sound really smart for the rest of the podcast. Good evening. See you next week. Be seeing you for your funeral. Bask on the dust to 